All right, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. We've started um, just teaching about the Holy Spirit. And if you weren't here, um, we looked at John 16, verse 7 to 14. And we learned that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He is our intercessor, our advocate, our comforter, our consoler. And he leads us into deeper understanding of the gospel truth. And he strengthens us to endure trials and persecutions. That's just that one word, helper. We learned that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. He convicts us of our righteousness. That's who we are in Christ once we believe. Um, He convicts us of judgment. The word also tells us that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. How much truth? All. Remember that when you're like, I I feel a bit confused. You talk to the Holy Spirit and you say, you said... You would lead me into all truth. So um, you pull on that. We also learned that the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. So if you're not sure whether something is the Holy Spirit, you can ask the question, does this glorify Jesus? Amen? So we want to continue on this thought line today um, and really just whet your appetite to have relationship with the Holy Spirit have an interesting illustration, brand new one. Going to have a bit of fun. Um, But today we're going to start in 1 Samuel verse 10. And just a little bit of a background story to this. Um, I'm deciding how far to go back. We're not going to go back too far. Basically, God wanted to be Israel's king. This is before Jesus. This is Old Testament. God wanted to be their king. And Israel was like, no, we want want a human king like the rest of the world. We don't don't want you as our king, God. We want want a king like the nations of the world. And God warned the the prophet Samuel. He's like, you tell them what it's going to look like if I give them a human king. And it's not going to be pretty. And Samuel warned them, and the people were like, we want a human king. And so the Lord was like, okay, you can have what you want, I've warned you. So the Lord speaks to Samuel, and Samuel was the prophet of the day. Now in those days, you couldn't hear God for yourself. Everyone needs to like take that in. You couldn't hear the voice of God for yourself. How awful. You couldn't hear God's voice, right? And so God would raise up prophets and they would simply hear what God was saying and deliver the message of God to the people. And so God spoke to Samuel, who was the prophet of the day, and he said, I want you to go and anoint Saul as king. So there was a guy, his name was Saul, and he's like, go and anoint him as the first king of Israel. So um, Samuel packs up his anointing oil and he heads down the road and he sees Saul and he goes to Saul and he pours oil on his head and he's like I'm going I'm anointing you as the the king of Israel Um, and then he he starts to prophesy over him so that's where he's hearing like what the Lord is saying and he's prophet he's telling Saul this is what the Lord's saying this is what's going to happen um, and in 1 Samuel 10 verse 6, verse 6, he says this amazing thing. He says, Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. 
Now when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, for God is with you. When the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of the Lord rushes on you, you'll prophesy and he'll turn you into another man. Isn't that fascinating? This is what the Holy Spirit does. When the Holy Spirit is on a person, it transforms them. It empowers them to do amazing things. And in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would drop on people for a specific task or a specific time. But he didn't, it, he wasn't in them. Okay, that's, that's the difference. He wasn't in them. He didn't remain. He would like drop on them. They would do their amazing exploit and then he wouldn't remain. But that was then. That was before Jesus. Okay? Now we're in the New Testament and the Spirit of God doesn't just rest on people. The, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Right? This is important. And then when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, he transforms you from the inside out. He turns you into another man or another woman. But it's not just for a minute. It's forever because he's on the inside now. And after the disciples had been filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts, they went about doing extraordinary things. They were preaching the gospel and they were seeing miracles and signs and wonders and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those being saved. And it actually says of them in Acts 17, they turned the world upside down. They turned the, whole, the, the known world upside down. Why? It was 12 of them and there was 120 in the room waiting for the Holy Spirit. And it was said of them by the, by the officials of the day, these are the guys, they're such a pain and they've turned the whole world upside down. What could happen if we actually believed what the Bible tells us and leaned into the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do? Imagine what could happen in our homes and in our workplaces, and in our cities? Could it be said that a bunch of people that, that went to Glory City, Darwin, they were so filled with the Holy Spirit that they turned Darwin upside down for the kingdom of God? Because that's what the Lord wants to do. Okay, we don't get saved to just come and sit in church on a Sunday and sing hallelujah and be like, praise the Lord, and then go and live our life. There's more than that available in the gospel. So we have an illustration. Last week, it was different to this, but this is a new one. It may work, it may not. This is, if we remember last week, we had our sinful nature, all right? And we've been saved from that. We die. Our old nature dies. And he makes us into a brand new creation. This week, we've got a glorious brand new creation, all right? Okay, this happens in an instant. The old is gone. Our old sinful nature dies. And he makes us brand new. In that moment, this is a new bottle of blue 
die, which Tom is going to open for me. One day we're going to have one of those fancy hand-free headset thingies. All right, so the Holy Spirit. This is like Holy Spirit. And he comes and he, he, he comes into us. The minute we believe, the minute we, we say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. The Holy Spirit, he comes and he's in us, right? Amen? All right. And then in our lives, we also have like things that, that are who we are. And it's important that these things are in our life. Some of us have a job and we're called to that job. These little fluffy cotton ball things, they're going to be like the things in our life that, that need to be there. They're, they're gifts from God and they need to be there. So we pop those in like there's a job. Some of you have a family. Some of you will have a few children. We'll just plop a few kids in there. Some of you have like passions and desires and things that the Lord has gifted you in, okay? We don't lose those things. It's important to say that. We don't lose those things. They're gifts from God for us to take to the world and bless the world, okay? So you might be an artist or a dancer or a muso or catch fish or a cake maker or I don't know, just like... There's, there's stuff that gets you excited, okay? That's you. That's important, right? So there's that in the mix. All right. Let me check my notes, make sure I haven't got anything. But what can happen is, even though we're a new creation, amen, and we're righteous, we also need to acknowledge that we have a soul. Everyone say, we have a soul, a mind, a soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? And the problem is, so we're going to call these little, these ping pong balls, this is going to represent our soul. And the problem is that our soul has been homeschooled in the wrong home, as Dan Moller would say. All right, our soul has grown up as this, in this. Our soul has been formed and shaped by our sinful nature. Does that make sense? Hoping this makes sense. All right, so even though we are born again and we're brand new, we have a soul. And there are things... I just want to get the wording right. We can find ourselves going back to familiar thought patterns and familiar things and familiar ways of living. Even though this is the reality, we can find our soul speaking really loudly sometimes. Does that make sense? All right? And and we all have neurological pathways in our brain. And those are well-worn paths. Okay? It takes intentionality to override something that you've, you've automatically done and automatically thought for a long period of time. That's a well-worn thing, okay? So it can take some intentionality to, to override that. And that's why the Bible tells us it's so important to renew our minds according to the Spirit, okay? But the, the born-again believer might still have old thoughts arise, It's not who you are anymore, 
okay? But it's still very real, okay? Because we're not denying we have a mind and a soul and emotions and it can, it can be very real sometimes, okay? Sometimes people will struggle with thoughts of anger or fear or lust or, I don't know, whatever, pride, okay? It's not who we are. Okay, but we have this soul that's been homeschooled in the wrong home. And so those thoughts are bumbling around there in our brain. Some people will struggle with loving money and struggle with comfort and and letting go of like those things. Some people will experience discouragement and even depression. Okay? Their soul speaks loudly. Some people will have a problem with offence. They get offended and hurt, okay? And that just builds up in a person. Some people will struggle with comparison, comparing like, oh, wow, I'm not, I'm not as articulate as Pastor Tom and you'll like compare yourself and get into all sorts of mess. Some people will be stressing and worrying about just about normal life stuff, like, oh, right now I don't have a house. Right now my visa's about to expire. Um, Right now, what else? I'm moving states and it's crazy and, oh. Um, Relationships, oh my gosh, let's put a few in for that. That can just... We most well just tip some in there. We've got to like relate to people and stuff goes on and ah, selfish thoughts. Man, if you're newly born again and you're like, you're not, I would be standing up here and I'm like, you're not alive for you. But you're like, this is all I've known is being alive for me. It takes, it's in there, right? Um, emotions calling the shots. Like, I'm just cranky today. And there's good reason for me to be cranky. So I'm just going to be cranky. All right? That, like, this is really real. Let's be real. Can, can anyone relate to this? Yeah, right? And then on top of that, the devil is a jerk. Everyone say that. The devil is a jerk. And he doesn't want to see you free of the things that keep you bound. All right, so when you get born again, he works overtime to try and discourage you, to try and keep you bound. Because even though you're this new creation reality, he will like stir up your soul and he'll like lie and he'll put thoughts and feelings inside of you and they're not who you are because not everything you think is you and not everything you feel is you. Okay, it's really important to acknowledge that. Not every thought that goes through your mind is you. Sometimes it's the enemy being a jerk and we actually need to learn to call it out. We're not going to preach that today, but it's, it's important. So we need to be aware the devil's Lurking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There's a war for your soul. (laughs) 
Let's make sure he's not devouring you, hey? So what do we do? We're, we're like this new creation reality and the Holy Spirit's in us, but it's like I'm dealing with all this, this stuff. What do I do? I know God's in me, but it seems hard to hear him. And it's hard to feel him. And he feels distant. Is he? Is he really distant? What's the truth? This is where the truth comes into play. 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? You say it, I am God's temple. God's spirit dwells in you. You guys need to write these verses down. You need to like read over them this week and, and let that sink in. Like God is always in me. I'm his temple. Regardless of what's going on here, he's in me, right? 1 Corinthians 6.17, it says, He who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. You're one spirit with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6.19, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. One more, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I say all this to just let you know that one of the biggest keys to being free of all this stuff is to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, there is more than one account of the disciples being filled with the Spirit. They had their initial one, okay, but then there was a regular infilling of the Holy Spirit as they prayed and as they pressed into God. Acts 13.52, it says, And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So for us, we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And as we're, this is the Holy Spirit, by the way. And I've got a big jug of water here. Ugh, I'm just going to leave that there. As we're filled with the Holy Spirit, right? All that junk. It just pops out. I don't have to work on being good. There's just no room for it anymore. And I just don't stop when I'm full. I just let it all come out. And everywhere I go, what's leaking out of me? Holy Spirit. And you'll notice that the, the things that were important, my kids and my family and my job, like 
They didn't pop out, but now they're saturated with the Holy Spirit. They're not dry and crusty. I'm not saying I'm a Christian and you should be like me, but I don't know, like, I'm not, like, exuding anything. I don't have a river of living water. No. It's, like, full of the Spirit. And we're called to not stop. It's like drink, drink, drink till it overflows, till it goes on the floor. And do you know what the devil, yes, I'm making a mess and it's fine. The devil, do you know what? He will go after this, this union between you and God. This is what the devil goes after. He knows that if you get continually filled with the Spirit of God, all the junk and all the lies that he plagues you with, they're going to be gone because there's no room for it. And the devil tries to like... (laughs) The devil tries to like do his lies and they just bounce off. I just need to pray a bit more. I need to get a bit more Holy Spirit in me, obviously. Oh, my goodness. There we go. <laughs> All right. Do we see? It's a good illustration for, like, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. We need him. We desperately need him. And I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself too. I desperately need the Holy Spirit. I need him. I need him more today than I did yesterday and I'll need him more tomorrow than I did today. It doesn't mean we, do, we become robots. It doesn't mean we don't have emotions. But maturity is seeing your soul realm come into alignment with the truth. And the only way that will happen is through relationship and intimacy with the Father. And we can, like, we will do teaching on that in terms of what do I do when I hear those lies? What do I do? It's all about learning to renew your mind, okay? We can teach on that. That's not for today. So I'm just going to leave that there. But we need to learn to submit all this stuff to the truth and to the work of the Holy Spirit. Application, man. We just need to apply this. I can't, I can't make you drink from the Holy Spirit. I can't encounter God for you. Only you can do that. I can't make you hungry for God except to tell you that he's wonderful. And the more you know him, the more you want him. And the more you want him, man, the more he fills you. And the more he fills you, the more you want him. And it's like a circle. He's an never-ending river of love, of joy, of peace, of patience, of kindness, of goodness, of faithfulness, of gentleness, of self-control. He's the Holy Spirit and He's wonderful. 
we must cultivate space in our lives to have the Holy Spirit speak to us. It's like if I had $50 in my pocket, it's no good to me till I reach into my pocket and get it out and spend it. The lights won't come on unless I go to the light switch and turn on the switch. Okay? Holy Spirit's in you. You get to choose how much you engage with Him. Wow. That's where you come in. You know, Jesus has made a way. But you get to choose. Matthew 5 verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. You'll hunger for what you feed on. Man, if I feed my soul on Netflix and Facebook and movies, and I'm not, I'm not saying those things are, are bad, but if that's all you're feeding on, that's what you're going to hunger and thirst for. If, if you feed off chocolate and sugar, what are you going to hunger for? What are you going to crave? Chocolate and sugar. Okay, but if you're intentional to feed your body with good things, with nutritious food, it'll be hard for a while. But eventually, you'll crave the good nutritious food over the chocolate. Right? Jeremiah 29.13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. All your heart. There's no one on the fence with the gospel. You're either in or you're out. Seek him with all your heart. And it says you will find him. It's a promise. He's not going to leave you hanging. But don't do it half-hearted because he gave his life for you. Philippians 3, Paul's example. He said, I count everything as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. He's like, I count everything in my life as rubbish. And I have every reason to be proud of my life. I kept the whole law. I'm amazing. If you read about Paul, he was amazing. He kept the whole law. He's like, I count it all as rubbish in comparison to knowing God. Hmm. Men, as a community, we need to hunger and thirst after God. We can't be these little dry cotton balls. It's not going to... We, can, we can't have nothing to give people. We need to give them Jesus. We need to give them life. And, and men, I'm just so sick of seeing the church ruled by their soul realm. It's time to smash that. 
not just here, everywhere. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to wake up. And the only way it's going to happen is by being filled with the Spirit, continually filled. Be in the Word. He'll meet you there. He promises to. He'll guide you into how much truth? All truth. Be in the Word. Paul instructed Timothy to devour the Word. Fight for this. Learn to hear His voice. Encounter the heart of God and the love of God for yourself. With the disciples, often they were in prayer together and it said they were in one accord. That means one heart, one soul, one mind. So when they would meet and gather, the Holy Spirit would be like, it's like a magnet for the Holy Spirit. That's why this space is so important. Psalm 5 verse 3, one of my favourites. At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Every morning. What does it look like in my life? Every morning. On my knees before the Father saying, here's my life, I lay it all down, I surrender it all. All of my hopes, all of my dreams, all my plans. My life is yours, you bought it with a price. I'm laying it down. Every morning. It's actually a season right now for having blinkers on. It's time to look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. It's time to stop worrying about all the cares of the world and what everyone else is doing. It's time to set your eyes on Jesus. And man, be filled with the Spirit. My spirit's run out, but he never runs dry. He never runs dry. We need him. We need him. We need him like we need air. We just do. And we need to be hungry for him. We need to start putting wood on the fire and making a conscious decision to put wood on the fire. If there's anyone here that doesn't know God, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus and you're like, I need to know God, I want to know this Jesus that you're talking about. I want to be filled with the Spirit. Just raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'll pray for you. The first step is to make Jesus your Lord. And then boom, Holy Spirit comes inside. Just don't want to go past the opportunity to give you an opportunity. If there's anyone here, you just put your hand up and I'll pray with you. All right. We're praying for the... Amen. We were gonna, we're going to pray for you. Bluey, isn't it?
We're going to pray for you, mate. It's a good decision. It's a good decision. It says the whole of heaven rejoices when one person turns to Jesus. Everyone like, let's rejoice with all of heaven because he's making a choice to follow Jesus. I'm just like, I won't embarrass you, but I'm like, ah, God is like, yes. We're just going to pray right now. All you have to do is just pray and give God your heart. You don't have to say a fancy prayer. It's like, God, I surrender to you. So church, let's pray. Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I believe that you died for my sin and you rose and you set me free from it. And I give you my life. I want to follow you. And I want to know you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. Change me from the inside out. Turn me into a different man. Ah. In Jesus' name, all the saints said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen church community man if your heart's like oh i want to know god i want to like press in like respond to that if you feel him like drawing psalm says the lord's he's like i i heard you say to me god come away with me and then he's like i'm coming so go away with the lord Let him fill you up with his precious Holy Spirit. Let him love you. Praise the Lord.